Hello and indeed welcome to the TES News Podcast, which, after a rather prolonged hiatus, is back in your ears once again, bringing you the very best in education news, views and opinion via the virtual airwaves. My name is Richard Vaughan and in this episode we are pulling out our litmus paper and testing the water to try and find out whether the government's plans for science practicals is a brave innovation or a dangerous experiment. Yes, having decided to remove practical assessments from final A-level grades, Ofqual, with the support of the DfE, has gone a step further and is consulting on whether practicals should count towards GCSE grades as well. The move has caused quite a stir within the science community, so I caught up with some key figures in the debate to try and get a better sense of what the decision might mean. Up first is Sir David Bell, Vice-Chancellor of Reading University and this year's President of the Association of Science Education. He described Ofsqual's decision as short-sighted. Well, of course, if you have a change of government, it's quite uh, difficult to learn lessons from the past. I mean, in many ways, you might argue there's been great, greater continuity of education policy than politicians will always acknowledge. Um, so I think the issue around science practicals is a particularly curious one, because at a time when everyone has been talking about the need to prepare students better for the wider world, removing from the assessment system science practicals seems to me to be completely counterintuitive. Yeah. You mentioned also in your speech that it, it has a knock-on effect when it comes to tertiary education. Can you just expand a little bit more on that? Yes, I mean, obviously, admissions tutors and universities want to uh, get, all, get their students off to the best start when they get here. Um, and although I recognise that practical science work is not disappearing from the curriculum altogether, we all know that what you assess is often what's given greater value. And if we are going to remove opportunities for students to be doing practical and assessed practical work in schools, then perhaps there will be a knock-on effect. Now, I can't, I can't say with certainty that would be the case, but given how much of a science curriculum in a university dependent on practical work, surely we want our students to be as well prepared as possible. It's a great coincidence too, and genuinely a coincidence that the Wellcome Trust mm. have written um, uh, in exactly the same uh, uh, exactly the same lines. And I'm interested in the off-call response, which is, well, the current system of assessing practical work is not working. Now that may or may not be true, but it seems to me to be removing practical work altogether is a disproportionate response. The Wellcome Trust. There are many other expert bodies in the science community who I'm sure would have been more than happy to advise on new methods of assessment. So this just feels like a very heavy-handed response to uh, a perceived problem. With that in mind, and the, certainly the Conservatives, obviously Labour haven't either, um, haven't committed to protecting the school budget. So if it's more than possible you will have schools which are facing shrinking budgets. What does that then mean for, for science departments if, if they're told that actually practicals aren't that important when it comes to the, the final grades of GCSE? No? I think it's back to my point about the value that's placed on activity that is assessed. Uh, I mean, it's that old adage that what you measure is what you value. And there is a danger for science departments that their budgets could be cut as head teachers, governors think, well, we don't actually need that in the end for the assessed work at GCSE or A-level. Uh, now, if school budgets are reduced, there'll be all sorts of difficult choices to be made within uh, schools. But I think the more general point I would make 
is that practical work, whether we're talking about practical work in geography or practical work in science or access to resources and studying history, all of those are really important. Mm. And that emphasis in practical hands-on applied learning is important. I think it's also important to keep restating the case, and I think the Wellcome Trust have done this, that practical work is not some kind of easy option. Mm. It goes to the very heart of developing your understanding as a scientist, as a student of science. This is no extra add-on. This is crucially, crucially important. The audience, of course, I'm speaking to today, the Association for Science Education, know that better than most. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's interesting that they too feel very strongly, and teachers who are teaching science feel very strongly on this issue. Uh, The politicians will say, uh, so the ministers will say, you have to, as part of a good and rounded education when it comes to science, even if there isn't, uh, uh, even if practicals aren't included when it comes to the final grades of GCSE and A-levels, you'd have to do practical exams because otherwise you wouldn't be giving the subject the service that it, that it, that it demands. Do you, do you buy that as an argument? I accept the point that you would still be doing practical work as part of the science curriculum, um, but it's not an exact parallel, but if you look at what happened with primary science after assessment was withdrawn, then it just gets less priority. Mm. And, and the, that is the danger, I think, that the practical work in the mainstream science curriculum in secondary schools is downgraded in importance. Whilst everyone would say it is important to do it, t- teachers are highly rational um, when it comes to preparing their students for examinations. You want to do the very best for your students, and therefore if students um, are not going to be assessed in a practical way, inevitably the focus um, of activity in the teaching will move away from practical activity. So I, I, I just think this is a short-sighted move in so many different ways. Sir David Bell there, who mentioned that the Wellcome Trust, along with the Nuffield Foundation and the Gatsby Charitable Foundation, had penned a joint letter warning that the decision to remove practicals from GCSEs had great potential for damage. With that in mind, I caught up with Dr Hilary Leavers, Head of Education and Learning at the Wellcome Trust, who was also one of the letter's signatories. Her worries centred around the possibility that practical science might become devalued by the decision. Well, Ofqual has made new proposals um, to take out an assessment of practical science skills from the GCSE grades, um, and our fear is that this might be a signal that practical science isn't as important as the learning about science, the theory, the understanding, the not hands-on stuff. And for us, science is something that you do. And you do it so you can understand about science, but it is, it's a physical thing. And particularly as you progress in science, it often becomes more and more the case that it's something you do. Um, so it's, it's not authentic Um, to have a qualification, which is a science qualification, which isn't assessing whether or not you can do science. Mm -hmm. But we're also really worried um, that if schools aren't valuing science, then it may not be taught as much, Um, and all the the practical element of science. And that it is expensive to deliver it well, and teachers need to be confident, and they need to be um, up-to-date with their professional development to deliver those practical science lessons well. So if schools feel they have an opportunity to sidestep some of that, we fear that some of them might do. Now, of course, the the, the government's um, argument is if you're a good science teacher and if you want to teach science well, you will do this anyway. I mean, this is 
the idea behind off-course decision, as they say, is practicals were becoming stultifying for students, um, and now this is now going to liberate them to, to do practicals as they should be done. What would be your argument against that idea? Um, I think that the excellent science teachers will be able to deliver great mm. practical science pretty much, actually, in any environment. Yeah. And I think they may have a better opportunity yeah. under the, these new developments. But bear in mind, a one real aspect is the qualification won't be of science as a rounded subject. Yeah. It is, you know, it's a great analogy. It's like having a driver's license based on the theory test only, you know? Um, and actually, somebody was saying to me, pointed out to me, even more worrying, it's, if you think about it being in areas where it really becomes applied science. Mm -hmm. So you think about um, people who are going to go on to be medics. Yeah. You would like to think that they have very well-developed practical skills. They've had rich practical experiences, but that their qualifications reflect the quality of their practical skills as well as their understanding of science. We're also really worried um, that if students don't have rich practical experiences, they will be less inspired and engaged by science. And, and we did a survey of students in 2012, the Wellcome Trust Monitor, and we asked them what factors encouraged them to study science. And 37% said it was the opportunity to do practical experiments. Now, at a time when we're trying to get more and more students taking science A-levels, um, I think risking the delivery of practical science at GCSE, it, it just doesn't make sense. Is there a danger then that a really rich, practical-led uh, science education is going to become the preserve of either just the very well-heeled schools or private schools? Um, there was a study recently which showed that you know, some private schools spend £86 yeah. pounds per, per, yes. per pupil, whereas in some state schools it's less than a pound. Um, is there a danger that it might become a preserve for, for, for wealthy kids? Um, I think there's a danger that the spread of delivery might be bigger. So the really great schools continue to deliver well, and maybe they do have an opportunity to deliver better. We don't know. Um, but schools that are not able to dedicate that much resource to science or don't feel able or have really struggled to get the specialist teachers um, are not being as challenged to give good practical experiences. So I think the spread... Um, of delivery may get larger. And then you also have to think about the students themselves, and they're quite able to work out where they want to put their effort in. And if you're a student going for the absolutely maxed out grades and everything, and you see that actually your practical science assessment doesn't count anything towards your grades, you really may not be putting that much effort into those experiences, or you might be enjoying them, but not really engaging with the understanding you can get from them. Um, so we talk a lot about the teachers and the schools, and I think, you know, we mustn't forget that students make their own decisions about where they put the effort and what's going to be important for their next step. Do you agree, though, with Ofqual's evaluation that it had become stultifying, that it was basically, you know, teaching to the test, as, if you can call it that, when it came to practical examination? I think there's certainly room for improvement. I don't think the problems were as extreme as characterised by Ofqual, and certainly if you looked at the range of delivery there was at A-level, some of the A-level practical, practical assessments really were very rich, they differentiated well, they didn't suffer from the ceiling effects, and some did, but also some of the papers aren't great discriminators either. And we were getting some differentiation 
Um, we now have no differentiation at GCSE and a pass-fail differentiation at A-level, which we don't know where it's going to be situated, but it seems very likely it's going to be a low bar and isn't really going to tell us anything meaningful about what students can do. That was Dr Hilary Leavers giving her views on the decision by Ofqual. Alam Shaha, a physics teacher at a North London Comprehensive and author of the Young Atheist Handbook, said he supported the decision to remove practicals from GCSE grades, adding that the conjecture from certain corners was unfounded and, more importantly, unscientific. Uh, I, I think, uh, what can I say? I find it very frustrating that people are making such claims. I think it's highly unlikely that teachers will stop doing practical work in science. If you look at the research around practical work, whenever teachers are surveyed, uh, they consistently claim that practical work is one of their favourite things to do. It's central to science education. So uh, I don't think anybody but the very, very poorest science teachers would stop doing practical work as a consequence of of these changes. And in fact, they will still be required to, to, to carry out practical work. It will be their duty. So they would, they'd be negligent if they were to do that. Do you back the um, the decision then that the, the government's making and that Ofqual's making? I understand why Ofqual have arrived at this position. I think the current system uh, involving coursework and so forth is corrupt and broken, and, and there's evidence for that, and Ofqual have had to act. What I think is sad is that they haven't come up with a, a better solution. So whilst I appreciate some concerns about of course, inability to come up with a better solution. I think they've done what they've had to do. I think they, they've been put in a position where they've had to make a decision, uh, and this is the best they've come up with. I think it's disappointing that they couldn't come up with a better solution, but I think the solution they've come up with will improve matters. What would be a better solution then? I, one solution would be, you know, practical exams in the way that. Uh, for example, I carried out when I was uh, doing my A-level, uh, my God, more than 22 years ago now, uh, where, you know, y- you do um, a series of practical experiments under controlled conditions and you're, you're, you're literally tested on your practical skills. However, uh, something like that is quite expensive to, to, to carry out and I suspect it's financially not viable uh, anymore. Interesting. Uh, one of the criticisms that um, certainly the, the Wellcome Trust has is um, it's the idea that while if, if you're if you're a well-run school and you have very uh, uh, good teaching and teachers um, such as yourself, yep. um, then it isn't a problem. But it's where the school isn't doing so well and where you know the teachers might not be you know they might not be scientists themselves. Um, they may have specialised in something else, but now have become science teachers. Um, that coupled with possible cuts coming their way next year, um, it means that you know science will basically become a devalued subject, and you know practicals will just become something that only the you know only the only the better resourced and better run schools will actually uh, uh, put on. I think there's a lot of kind of assumptions in that statement, um, and I, I think it's foolish to to make such conjecture without evidence and. I understand the Wellcome Trust and the Gatsby Foundation and the Nuffield Foundation are going to monitor what happens uh, with these changes. And, and uh, I think it's very unscientific to make these claims, in fact. So let's look at the evidence and, 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 and let's wait to see what happens. Alam Shaha there, who, like every good scientist, wants to see the evidence on how the changes will affect the teaching of science practicals.
Which leads me on to my final guest. The exams watchdog Ofqual believes it has good reason to call for an end to practical examinations at GCSE as well as A-level, with its chief regulator, Glenis Stacey, previously describing practical assessments as stultifying. I spoke to Janet Holloway Ofqual to hear why the watchdog took the decision to scrap practicals from overall exam marks. The reason behind Ofqual's decision was the um, situation we identified with the current GCSE qualifications. And that situation, I believe, is quite clearly summarised in our consultation. But basically, it identified for us concerns, firstly, over the impact on the curriculum, the narrowing of the curriculum that was taking place, and the uh, reliability and validity of the assessments that were out there. What we want is a good educational experience, good educational outcomes for all students, as well as results that we can trust. Do you accept the argument then, though, that um, that by by removing it, that schools will basically just concentrate on on, on what will be graded, uh, and therefore practical uh, practicals and experiments might fall by the no, wayside? No, I don't accept it. Um, at present, the minimum requirements are for one practical activity that forms the assessment that is the controlled assessment. In our proposals, there would be a minimum of eight practical activities and an encouragement for as wide a range as possible. There is an issue about monitoring, and that is something that in our consultation we've made some proposals relating to the student record and the school record, and we've invited further input on that from respondents. One of the um, questions asked by... Uh, a teacher I spoke to for this for this podcast was why why just remove it in, entirely? Why not do it in a different way? Uh, you know, i.e., m- m- monitor more practicals or ha- have you know a closer uh, um, uh, assessment on on practicals to, to keep practicals in there, but just to do it in a in a different fashion. Why why couldn't they do that? Well, I hope again in our consultation we've clearly uh, explained the variety of different. Uh, options there are and routes that there are available, where we think there are pros, where we think there are cons, and why we have uh, either adopted, such as questions and exam papers, or not those particular routes. There's always going to be trade-offs between what's desirable and what's practicable. And when it comes to those inevitable trade-offs, we have put uh, the curriculum aims first. Quick last question then, what exactly were schools doing then? At present, the teachers are asked to assess their students. Then in turn, the teachers and their centres are judged against their students' performance. That is a position we can't allow to continue. That That is untenable for them. So, teachers were um, a report to us that they were practicing the assessments that would be the, the practicals that would be the focus of the assessment. And they were repeatedly practicing those practical activities. What we want is a wide range of practical activity there that supports the teaching and learning, that the practicals are memorable for the right reasons, that they're exciting, that they're engaging and that they're a learning opportunity. 
And on that note, that is all the time we have, I'm afraid. That just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the show via iTunes. And look out for our next show in a few weeks' time. And I'll catch up with you next time. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>